Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hello, Montana. Bolter finally gets his shot a week after the fact to do the NBA. (laughs) And we are live on location at Katie O'Keefe's to give away tickets to the University of Montana Oregon football game on September the 14th. And in light of that, we also have for you Dalton Sneed and Dante Olson on the show today. Hi, how are you? It is Tutel and Nuanas, a special live remote edition of Tutel and Nuanas. As I mentioned from Katie O'Keefe's uh, on Stevens in the Stevens Shopping Center in Missoula. If you're around town today, come on down, say hi. We will be drawing for tickets to the Oregon Ducks Montana Grizzly game here in just about 40 minutes from now. So swing on by, say hello, and uh, have yourself a Widmer Hefeweizen while you're down here. And, uh, and maybe even grab a koozie or something like that. We got plenty of koozies for you. We got some ESPN coffee. We got the Hefeweizens. And remember, first $100 worth of Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen is going to be on the Widmer Brothers themselves How about today. That? They're going to buy you a beer or a couple if you come on down. And like you said, we're going to draw around 445, but uh, you still have time to, to, to sign up. If you come down, you can put your name in the box right next to us. It's all good. You can still. It, we just need you to come on down here because we need you to be present to win. So around 445, we'll draw, figure out a winner for the first pair of these tickets to the Montana at Oregon game, September 14th in Eugene, Oregon. It is Tutel Nuanas, and we are broadcasting uh, through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. And this month, July, is their 30th birthday. That's right, 30 years Kurtz Polaris has been in business, and they're celebrating all month by offering up to 30% off. 
That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris, Missoula, and Sealy for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. You want to find us on the World Wide Web, you can do just that. Colt, are you listening live to the show on the stream? I actually was sending, amazing. I was sending the stream to our <laughs> friends at Woodbury Brothers because okay. they wanted to listen to the deal. So uh, hopefully they're tuned in here too. But like you always say, around the globe, and it really is around the globe. It is, it is. Uh, it's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity, and the phone number, 329-1899, area code 406, 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look quickly what we got in the show today. We're going to start off with a little bit of NBA. Uh, Coulter was out when uh, the, the, the Westbrook-Chris Paul trade happened. Now Chris Paul seems sort of stalled and stuck in uh, Oklahoma City. And so there's some things to be said on that. And each day sort of new things have come out. But we can give a little overview for Coulter and some thoughts about you know what uh, he expects out of Houston and perhaps what he expects out of Chris Paul as well. In about 30 minutes, we got an interview for you with the Defensive Player of the Year preseason in the Big Sky Conference, Dante Olsen, along with the quarterback of the University of Montana Grizzlies, Dalton Sneed. The two of them sat down with us in Spokane at the Big Sky Conference football kickoff over the weekend. So you'll hear an interview from them. And right after that, we're pulling tickets, baby. We're going to pull a name right out of the box here sitting right next to us. And uh, the name that we pull is going to Eugene, Oregon on Widmer Brothers uh, for the Oregon Duck-Montana Grizzly football game. So very excited about this. I'm excited to be down at Katie O'Keefe's to do it. So swing by and uh, stick your name in the hat. We also, in the top of the hour, excited about this. Sam Herder is the subject of this week's ESPN Roundtable. He is a writer for Hero Sports. This is a sharp kid, Coulter, to sit down and talk with him, uh, a guy who covers the FCS on a national level. He's based out of Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, working all angles here for uh, Kurtz, or uh, Montana, excuse me, for uh, Western Montana. Working all angles uh, for uh, the FCS and for Hero Sports on a national level. So uh, that's a big thing that he's up to, and you'll hear that interview coming up at the top of the hour. And then also, uh, we got to get into a little bit of the first round of the Open Championship. Coulter looking for, what is it, the uh, Championship Golfer of the Year? Isn't that what they're playing for? The uh, the, 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 the that's the title that they have, a very uh, a long English-sounding title that you get for being uh, for winning the Open Championship. But some things that went about like you'd expect, Brooks Kapka for one, Tiger Woods. I don't know what people expected out of him, but he certainly struggled, and you could see it physically today on Tiger Woods. He could not rotate the back. He looked like he was in pain, and he played like he was in pain at six over. Uh, but we'll take a look at uh, some of the things that went on, some of the things that make you feel good as a hat golfer like me, and some of the things where you go, wow, what a place that is uh, up there in Ireland. So, hey, apt, right? They're playing the Open Championship in Ireland, and here we are at Katie O'Keefe. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it it's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. But let's jump into it here, Coulter. I know you've wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the NBA and about uh, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and, and say some things about that. So go ahead. I, I, the, the, the trade, we touched on it a little bit. Obviously, everybody knows what's going on there. But give us your thoughts about just, you, you know, after some time to reflect on it. It was actually, it's, it's honestly kind of crazy to think of just the sort of mystery and surprise that shrouded the, the two biggest deals uh, in the NBA this offseason, the first of which came, you know, Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork, some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbow's End. I love the Blackfoot River. 
You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the, the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expand- expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, San Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. High midnight on 4th of July. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're coming down from lighting off all the fireworks, getting ready for bed, and then you're like, is this real? Are these, are these reports real? And then you see, okay, now the athletics are reporting it. Okay, now Woj is reporting it. Okay, so this actually is the reality. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George really are going to the Los Angeles Clippers. So that in itself was a little bit surreal. And for all the work, right, that guys like Adrian Wojnarowski and others do and are surrounding and, and just like bees to honey when it comes to – do bees get on honey or do they just make honey? I, I don't They pollinate answer. the flowers. Okay, so call it bees to flowers, but that, that they are on the NBA and insiders and on that. It's rare. It's rare that a move of that magnitude is comes out of the clear blue sky, right? Usually there's – uh, rumors, usually there's sources, usually, and this is just, hey, it's a done deal. Uh, uh, Paul George is with the Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. You go, what? Holy cow. So, yeah, you're right. Fourth of July, you're sitting there, and that was uh, that was a shocking turn of events, no doubt. And then uh, the Russell Westbrook went down when I was in a absolute haze after my recent dental procedure. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there thinking, wow, how is this happening? And then I didn't get a chance to talk about it the next day, and then all of a sudden it was the weekend, and uh, then all of a sudden we're kind of rolling through, and it's a, all of a sudden it's kind of old news. But to me, I think it's uh, it's a trade that's that's fascinating because for for several different reasons. First of all, I think it's very uh, revealing, even further revealing, and maybe even defining for Daryl Morey, the the GM of the Houston Rockets. Morey has been an outside the box decision maker for a long time. The Rockets have formed and reformed their identity several times. I mean, it's not, it wasn't very long ago that the Rockets were trying to build this thing around Dwight Howard. Right. And, and James Harden to a certain extent. But then Harden kind of took that over, and then with you know, Kevin McHale being out and Mike D'Antoni coming in, this complete revitalization and a complete revamping of exactly what they wanted to do. And then I think that they really they rolled the dice on the Chris Paul trade and then the Chris Paul contract. I think people thought that was going to go a lot better than it actually did. You always reference that Sports Illustrated story that I told you about once upon a time when James Harden first, or when Chris Paul, excuse me, first signed with the Rockets, and him and James Harden spent the summer together in Southern California playing hoops all the time, you know, waking up early the day after a, a colleague's wedding and going and playing in the Drew League and it working out relentlessly and just how, how good that was for them and how that was projected to be such a uh, impactful and positive thing for both of their careers. Well, it seemed as if that relationship itself soured significantly. Adam, it seems as it, it, it did, it, it right? It did, and, and you know, internally and externally, that seems to be the storyline all the way across the board. And, and my brother was uh, texting me some statistics today. He was saying James Harden shot 1,029 threes a year ago. 950-plus of those threes 
came off the dribble. They were not a catch and shoot. They were not a, you know, off a, a design play. None of that. It was him creating his own shot. And I think that's very indicative of the style James Harden plays, but also just how hard it is to play with James Harden, especially when you are a guy like Chris Paul who absolutely has to have the ball in your hands mm-hmm. to be able to do what you do best. The other stat that stuck out from that that was part of this collection of stats was that only four of James Harden's 1,029 threes that he shot last year came on passes from Chris Paul. And then you look at the you look at some of the stuff that came out yesterday on the Athletic, and there's some guys that were talking anonymously, which I don't necessarily know if I like the you know, stuff from the stuff coming from the locker room that's anonymous because that seems co- sort of cowardly. But regardless, it, it's almost largely almost always true. At least has a, a shred of truth to it. And basically, what they're saying is that the Rockets players it was kind of mutually understood amongst the whole team that James Harden hated Chris Paul and that he was not going to allow Chris Paul to succeed. He, he basically made a comment that Chris Paul will never get an assist from me. Is basically what James Harden was saying. So uh, I think that that is also revealing to just how sour their relationship was. But you gave me a chance to give a take on this the other day. I only had about 20 seconds to do it. Yeah, I wanted to keep you short, and it obviously failed because you're like, well, we're going to do, we're going to open with this today. Exactly. And, you know, here's the thing. I think that when you look at this deal, it's a really unappealing deal for basketball purists because I think that uh, Harden and Westbrook both play a style of basketball that is, um, it's not necessarily the most appealing to people that like the wide open game, the the way that the Warriors play, the the you know, penchant for ball movement that is so appealing for fans. These guys are the opposite of that. It's the high usage style. It's the analytics based game. It's the trading threes for twos uh, at, at an all time and sometimes some would argue even ridiculous level. All that said, I think that there's a distinct difference to me, and this is I think a misperception amongst people that follow the NBA loosely or just basketball fans in general. To me, the, the Big Sky Conference. Excuse me, not the Big Sky Conference. The, just in basketball, the NBA is a is a point guard league. But there's a difference between a point guard, a scoring point guard, and a guy that has to be ball dominant, the usage rate guys, right? And I think that Chris Paul is is the definition of a traditional point guard, a guy that controls the game, speeds up the tempo, slows down the tempo. He controls it on both sides because he's such a good defender, especially on the ball. But Chris Paul controls every element of it, especially when he's talking to the officials. And just the little things he does to, to just change the pace of the game at all times, the pace is his when he has the ball in his hands. But when you're playing with a guy like Harden, you become irrelevant when that's not you. And Chris Paul's not a scoring point guard, even though he's a point guard who can score. He's a traditional point guard. Whereas Russell Westbrook is just a power guard. He, he's not a point guard or a shooting guard. He's just a give me the ball and get out of the way guy. And he has passes at an incredibly high level. He's led the league in assists two out of the last three years. But he also, that's so much because he puts so much pressure on the defense when he's coming downhill right at you. And so what I'm saying is that although I think that James Harden and Chris Paul is not a great combo, and I think that James Harden and Russell Westbrook has a chance to be even more feast or famine, and when it's at its worst, perhaps the ugliest combo that we have in the NBA right now. But I actually think that James Harden and Russell Westbrook complement each other better than James Harden and Chris Paul did because you can just trade off being an ISO guy. When it's Westbrook's turn, it's Westbrook's turn. When it's Harden's turn, it's Harden's turn. Chris Paul, he needs it to be everybody's turn all the time because he needs everybody to be ready. He needs to operate the whole thing as the linchpin. 
now with these two guys, I think that they can just think about the way Kyrie Irving and LeBron James made it work uh, the year that they won the championship. Oftentimes, LeBron would be the one bringing the ball up the court, but then when they get in their half-court sets, they'd let Kyrie take over as the point guard, and he would just run isolation stuff, and it would just be either, you know, him throwing a lob or him getting to the rim or him taking a pull-up jump shot. I feel like the Rockets can employ that to a certain extent as well. And then you talk about, you know, the other side of this. This could be the ugliest combo in the league on certain nights. It also could be an absolutely devastating combo if they both get it going and they get in the flow of trading off. I mean, imagine, imagine with Harden's got the step back going and Westbrook's getting to the rim. I mean, good luck trying to defend those guys when they actually have it rolling. I think it's going to be few and far between when they both have it rolling on the same night. But if and when they do, I mean, it's the only combo in the league that can straight up go for 40 each on a given night. Here's the thing. I mean, you always talk about teams that are stuck. I don't know if the Houston Rockets, it, let's put it like this. If James Harden and Chris Paul were still buddies, uh, and still, you know, had a good working relationship. Could they potentially be, uh, uh, you know, a team that wasn't stuck, a team that wasn't in contention? The answer is yes, they could be. But the fact is they weren't, and they had to move on. And guess what? Russell Westbrook is, you know, as great as James Harden is, and he is great, he's not going to get you there by himself. Like, it can't be James Harden and a group of role players. In fact, there's nobody that can get you there by themselves. That's been proven. I mean, LeBron James... Went to the NBA Finals one time by himself, his first time in the Finals, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, which was an absolutely monumental uh, feat to do that. Yep. They lose, they get swept out, I forget, but they, they lost convincingly in the Finals. The point is, not even the great LeBron James, granted he's much younger at that time. But it can, also took a superhuman effort for that to happen, right? I mean, that yes. game against Detroit was one of the greatest playoff performances in no, the history of no, the NBA. No, no argument, but my point is, is that not even the best player today in today's game can do it because you know what? It's a player-driven league, and these guys are getting together. It's not just GMs where it's like, okay, if we got a superstar and a great role player, we're in business. No, you got to have two, you know, all-pro players on your team, and then and then another all-star or two. I mean, to 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 really contend for a championship, that's what you got to have. Uh, close, close to that. Now, some might say, well, Kawhi Leonard just did it in Toronto, maybe. Um, but they, that, I mean, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair point. Plenty of teams in the last 20 years, or every team in the last 20 years, have had multiple superstar type of players to go and get the thing done, to actually win it. And James Harden's not doing it by himself, so I love the addition of Russell Westbrook because there's no other option. Like, this is, this is the point, like, if you're not as good as, as the Golden State Warriors in the West, for instance, what are you supposed to do? Just wait around for them to age? No, you've got to try and do something. And now if things are falling apart with Chris Paul, you're Daryl Moore, you say, okay, I'll go, get, I'll go get him. I'll go get a guy and see what happens and see how the thing works. And if, it, if it's a complete disaster, well, so be it. And, if, it, and if, it. and if it's great, maybe we got something special that people didn't see coming. But you know what? They're professional guys. I understand everybody's got their style, and especially uh, you know, the ball-dominant stuff, the usage rates where these guys are the, mo the highest usage rates in the NBA by four, the two of them separately. And now they're together, and it seems like it's going to be, as you say, a lot of pounding the pumpkin, as it were. But I'm sitting here going, you know what? They're, you know, figure it out. Figure it out. You're professional basketball players. You're as talented as it could possibly be. Find ways to complement each other as best as you can. And, hey, maybe maybe the complement is rest. 
maybe you can take some time off right now, Russell Westbrook, and just hang out at the half court line. Maybe you can take a you know a, a, a couple of runs, uh, you know, on the bench, James Harden, and 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 be completely right. fresh and ready to go. Maybe that's all the compliment they need. I don't know. Well, it's easy to forget that these guys have actually played at the highest level that either one of them has ever played when they were together. Yes. And granted, I mean, James Harden was not leading the league in scoring was, you know, when he was in Oklahoma City because he was coming off the bench. But James Harden was a 19-points-per-game guy as a bench player mm-hmm. with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on his team, and they went to the NBA Finals. I think that the, the chemistry element of this thing, I mean, because Westbrook said day one, he told Sam Presti, my number one desired destination is Houston. And I think from a logistical basketball standpoint, that surprised people. Because why would you want to go play with the guy who's the most ball-dominant player in the league when you're probably the second most ball-dominant player in the league? Well, obviously it's because they get along, right? It's because uh, because they're old buddies and right. they have this great memory. I mean, those Bill Simmons, Kevin Durant podcasts, Durant had a whole spill on there where he was talking about how fond his memories were from those times, the early Thunder days, before these guys became – true global superstars before they had all the pressure that comes with that just how fond it was when they were young guys and uh you wonder you wonder if they can recapture it i also wonder this i think that scotty brooks and billy donovan are generously bottom half of the nba coaches they're not great coaches mike d'antoni is a great coach Russell Westbrook's never really played for a great coach. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested to see how Westbrook reacts to a guy like Mike D'Antoni. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are live on location at Katie O'Keefe's, 2900 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Shopping Center. Come on down. We're going to be drawing about 20 minutes for the Grizzly Oregon tickets, the first pair of tickets for this entire year. you got to be present to, re- to win. There's some Hefeweizens being uh, passed around. you still got a couple uh, uh, here to uh, to get that's going to be on uh, the Widmer tab. So come on down, have a Widmer Brothers Hefe uh, with us and uh, and hang out for the show. Put your name in the box, and hey, maybe you're headed to uh, Autzen Stadium on September 14th for the uh, Ducks-Grizzly football game. Uh, Coulter, uh, just to continue on the point, seems pretty clear James Harden is staying in Houston. Why? Because he bought a minority stake in the MLS and NWSL mm. Houston soccer teams, the Dynamo and the Dash. How about that? He says, uh, I'm very excited about the honor- opportunity to join the uh, ownership group of the Houston Dynamo and Houston Dash. Proud to be a part of the club with tremendous history and a great future. Says he's a big fan of the sport and all that. But, I mean, you're in deep, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is buying, like, a, you know, a minority share of the, uh, uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And now uh, here we go, James Harden getting into the soccer game in Houston. You're pretty well side sealed and delivered in town, right, at the point that you're now owning parts of other sports franchises in the city. I, I uh, One of the, my favorite pieces of broadcasting and audio that gets produced is when Jalen Rose does his champagne and campaigning and he talks about <laughs> the best cities in the NBA just from a lifestyle perspective. Yeah, yes. I think that you know there's all sorts of romanticism and – pizzazz, and various other things attached to the big market cities like New York and L.A. and Chicago. Obviously, Boston has so much prestige and tradition and so much passion in, in their fan bases. Uh, and then, you know, you always hear about just the amenities that are available in places like Dallas or, you know, there's a lot of different places that have pretty distinct and appealing identities. Atlanta is another one that pro athletes seem to really gravitate towards and really like just from a lifestyle perspective. 
you don't hear much about Houston because Houston is such a gigantic, sprawling city that just lacks much of an identity besides just for how big it is. Yeah. But Jalen Rose always says that in terms of the, what professional athletes think, the quality of life and, and what there is to do, that especially NBA players love Houston, that Houston is one of their favorite places to go. And I think that they have, probably has a little bit more uh, southern flavor than maybe we give it credit for. Uh, I think that there's just a lot of amenities that would appeal to modern-day NBA players specifically. And so I think that that's an underrated factor, too. I think that's indicative of why James Harden purchased that team and, and wants to make a life in Houston. Maybe so. Uh, it is to tell Nuwanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hey, I've been telling you about this uh, for the last month or so. It's tomorrow, RecCon. RecCon, the recreation and conservation uh, exhibit outdoor event that's happening down at the Fort Missoula. It's tomorrow and Saturday down at Fort Missoula where outdoor recreation and conservation meet dozens of exhibitors from gear manufacturers to outdoor nonprofits are going to be there. You can learn a bunch of stuff. Heaven forbid that we're learning anything. You know what I mean these days, Coulter? We love learning. Lifelong learners. You and me, we go down there, learn some uh, about what's going on in the outdoor nonprofit world. Gear manufacturers, off-road vehicles going to be down there. Cool things to see when it comes to uh, conservation and recreation in the great outdoors, what better place for it than the uh, Fort Missoula Retcon? From 9 a.m. to 6 o'clock tomorrow, you go on to retconmontana.com online, retconmontana.com. Fun for the whole family. Beer from Big Sky Brewing. You're going to have food trucks there to feed you and everything like that. Go on, check it out. It's two days, tomorrow and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, retconmontana.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have an interview for you with Dalton Sneed and Dante Olson, two of the uh, captains of the Montana Grizzly football team offensively and defensively. We spoke with them over the weekend. You're going to hear from them right after this. It's Tutel Nuanas live at Katie O'Keefe's. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. I mean, that was just egregious. Well, I mean, egregious. We've told the story of I mean, my turn missing. Turn it down. We've told the story of my missing tooth many a times <laughs> on this show, and my friends think it's the funniest thing ever. But now we have our good buddies Ben and Russ Lodge here, it, and these guys were the. I mean, Russ took me to the dentist after I got hit in the face. I mean, that sounded like a shop vac soaking up a. Uh, oh, you're talking about my basement. water bottle. Yes. Sorry, we got new headsets. Don't know how to mute them. We're, look, we're learning on it's, the fly. It's two tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. We are live on location at Katie O'Keefe's. The Lodgers are here. Cliff Cook from the Missoula Bruins hockey team in the house. Coach, what's up? We still got we got the hockey stick up in the studio oh, yeah. the there. Lefty hockey Appreciate it. Yeah, lefty. On my he, he gave us a lefty to make sure it would never get used because he knew we'd have be out there slinging it if it was a righty. Uh, anyway, we're at Katie O'Keefe's. Come on down. Uh, you can still have 
a couple of free Hefeweizens. You want a free beer? Uh, there's uh, a, there's some to be had. You come down, you ask the bartender, say, hey, it's on it's on Widmer's tab, and they'll pick it up for you here early on for the next uh, oh, 20, 30 minutes or so. And we are going to be picking up uh, the uh, tickets here for the University of Montana Grizzly Oregon football game in just about 20 minutes. You can still come in, stuff the box, put your name in it That's last right. second, and uh, we'll be picking uh, a winner for that game here coming up uh, in about 20 minutes from now. It is Tutel Nuanas. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and they are celebrating their 30th anniversary. That's right, 30 years they've been in business there at Kurtz Polaris, and they are offering up to 30% off, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for the Kurtz Polaris 30-year anniversary sale. Well, we figured, Coulter, if we're giving away Grizzly football tickets to uh, go see the Oregon Ducks, what better way to, uh, you know, uh, what better thing to have on the show than a couple of Montana Grizzlies and uh, a couple of pretty good Grizzlies at that. Dalton Sneed, the quarterback of uh, the University of Montana, and Dante Olson, who was uh, obviously a, a finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award, given to the best defensive player in the nation at the FCS level, and a preseason uh, 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 conference MVP on the defensive side of the ball is Dante Olson. Uh, if you haven't gone and checked it out, Check out the Big Sky Breakdown podcast Coulter did with uh, Brooks Nuanas there at SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, they spend quite a lot of time talking about Dante Olson specifically and kind of the things that he can do that are are, are pretty unique uh, at this level. And he he's a big dude, man. Like he has such a he has such a a, a sort of uh, uh, you know kind and kid like personality in he a does. lot of ways that you don't you know usually you get a linebacker who's filling it up in the middle and he's going what's up you know he's he's He's, he's, you know, not to be mean, but he's, you know, he's a tough guy and he's out there doing the thing. And Dante, you walk up, up to him, you're like, oh, this is a, it's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He's like, he's, what is he, 6'3", 6'4"? He's, he's listed at 6'3 and a half, 237. And, and so he's, he's definitely, you notice Dante also walking around. But when you talk to him, it's just, you know, happy-go-lucky Dante doing his thing, which is a lot of fun. And then Dalton Sneed, you know, again, he's, I mean, he, he's a leader. He's a born leader for, for a college football team. I thought the most interesting thing that Bobby Houck said to us uh, when I asked him what was the biggest difference between last year and this year, he said, by and large, the league was exactly how I expected it to be, and uh, the only thing that was really different was the unbalanced schedule. We need to fix that. But he also said, last year, I thought, coming to this thing, that Dante Olson was our best player. And no one knew about Dante Olson, and no one asked me about Dante Olson because we were talking about a whole bunch of other guys on the defensive and offensive side of the ball because Dante Olsen was largely an unproven commodity. And then he went out and proved the notion that he is their best player, and he tore it up. And he was absolutely lights out last year. It was my vote for the Big, big Sky Defensive Player of the Year uh, defensively. I think that both Dalton Steed and Dante Olsen, though, I think that th those two guys are such uh, microcosmic examples of just the the improvements that the Grizz stand to to – Make, to make in year yeah. two, yeah. And secondly, just how much of a mystery last year's team was, and how this year there's a little bit more certainty. We also knew nothing really about Dalton Steve. We said, okay, this guy, you know, played a couple games at the FBS as a freshman at UNLV, performed okay, had a, had a hundred yard game against Hawaii. But I mean, what does that really mean? Because Hawaii is by no means a power. And then he's just kind of bouncing around, and he threw you know, kind of a lot of picks in junior college, and he didn't have a very high passer percentage, and 
we were kind of thinking, well, what kind of offense is Montana going to run? How are they going to operate behind the offensive line? Mm-hmm. What does Dalton Steed bring to the table? And then Dalton Steed was lights out. I mean, I think you could argue that Dalton Steed was maybe not. I mean, Jake Mayer is an unbelievable quarterback, and he is such a traditional style quarterback who can throw the ball all over the yard. Same thing with Case Cookus. But in terms of what the college football landscape is all about and how dangerous running quarterbacks and run-pass option quarterbacks can be, I think you could have made an argument that Dalton Steed was the second most dangerous guy under center last year in the big sky, with the exception of Eric Berry at Eastern Washington. And there was times when Dalton Steed was was unstoppable. Yes. I mean, the carried fake, the team. The fake pitch. Put QB, your foot in the ground. QB counter where he, where he rushed for 220 yes. yards against yes. Sac State. I mean, he was he was unbelievable. And I think he showed speed that was far superior to what anybody predicted. I think he showed decision making. But more than anything, I think he showed grit, leadership, and toughness that was far superior than what I expected. It's hard for a transfer quarterback to come in and win over a locker room. And I think actually Dalton Seen had a hard time winning over the locker room at first. But then as soon as he starts taking the licks he was taking and staying in there and you know playing like he plays, Jeff Choate said it multiple times throughout last season, Montana State's head coach, he said, I love that guy. Yeah. I want that guy. I yeah. wish that guy was on my team. And I yeah. think you know, I think that's the type of guy that resonates with a lot of coaches around the league. And I think that both Dalton Sneed and Dante Olsen, the fact that they are proven commodities that now are empowered to be the leaders that the Grizz need them to be, I think that'll help Montana so much. Uh, also, shout out to Coach Rosenbaugh, who invented that play right here in Missoula, Montana, as uh, Bobby Howe put it to us, uh, that uh, sprung Dante Olson in that uh, fateful afternoon. Okay, enough of us talking. Let's hear the guys talk. Hey, it's the off season, right? You try and keep it light. We talk a little bit of football, but we try and have a little bit of fun yeah, with yeah. these guys as well. So it's not this is not a super serious conversation, but it's a fun one, I thought. Well, we, had to, we have to explain the way that this media conference works. It's become really condensed, and it's quite, quite chaotic. You have all those subjects sitting around in a room, but there's no real semblance of order to it. There's no line. You just go from table to table. You just got to get in when you can. And, and so, so we knocked out Coach Houck and Coach Choate during the coaches' periods right away because we wanted to get them fresh. We wanted to be one of the first ones they were answering questions from. But with the way that the pandemonium was with the players, we didn't get around to interviewing these guys until the players had been talking for probably about 45 minutes. And Dante Olson more than anybody – he gets tired of answering the the same old questions. <laughs> right. He's not he's not the guy. He's not a guy that loves the cameras or the microphones. And I think that's one of the the keys to his brilliance because I do think he, he he has no ego. He has no arrogance about him whatsoever. He's just like I just play football. I yeah. love playing football, and I just you know I just tackle guys. That's all. But uh, we wanted to ask these guys some questions that maybe weren't. What are your expectations? Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we wanted to ask ask them some fresh stuff too. So. Uh, Without further ado, Dalton Sneed and Dante Olson from the Big Sky Kickoff last weekend. See, I want to ask you guys about the, the off-season portion of this thing because I remember when I was in school in Montana, all my buddies that were playing, the weight room and all that, you know, what you guys get done this time of year was actually probably one of the most important things. So do you guys have a gauge of maybe how it's going so far? Does it feel different this time around now that you guys are seniors than it did a year ago? I just think from a, a leadership aspect from the seniors um, is really with Coach Houck and how he's presented his goals and what he expects from our team has uh, definitely been driven home a little bit harder and, and everybody in the team's really bought in this year. They understand what our uh, main task at hand is and I think that's been the biggest thing. Do you notice a big difference just in the general mentality of the program uh, coming into year two under Coach Houck? Uh Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I. I've, uh, I was recruited by one coach, played for another coach, and now this is my third head coach. And, you know, every coach brings, brings around a different mentality. And it's, uh, it's really impressive what Coach Howard's been able to do, and it's, it's been awesome to, 
you know, kind of have him instill in us what he wants as uh, as as players and leaders and and um, that, that you know the the team mentality is is from top down and and coach Hawks obviously at the top and um, what he stills in us is is you know what uh, we we have to demonstrate on the field and and definitely I've seen a change in the last couple of years with coach Hawk around so now you've lived in Montana for a little while what's your favorite part about Montana that's a long list of things there. Uh, it's definitely, yeah. I love Dante Olsen. It's my favorite part. Has uh, he taken him fishing yet? He hasn't. He doesn't, or actually, he doesn't like me. He's just pretending to like me while we sit here. Uh, well, you can see we don't touch. So yeah. Uh, we, uh, especially coming from Arizona, I mean, it's a totally different environment. Just being the mountains, the rivers, that that whole aspect. So, Definitely floating down the river uh, through Clark Fork and that with all the guys on the team is super fun. And I think I've spent way too much money on just Montana specific things oh, that yeah. I did no, in Arizona. Notice like, how Dalton schedules a team float so I can't go because I'm at work. I did a I asked Dante when he was working and he said two, so I said, like, all right, team float at 11. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, he uh, floating, fishing, hiking. Bought, ended up buying skis so all across oh, the yeah that's I, uh, an investment. every I've saved up a lot of money just so I, I could thought football guys everything. weren't supposed to ski what's going on you're, no you're they're, they're, I uh, they're I framed them skis. I actually don't ski at all I just hung them on the wall because they look really good they're great decoration <laughs> you mentioned work where are you working at uh, opportunity mortgage it's like a summer summer internship slash temp, temp job is that hard to balance the, the workouts and getting ready for your senior season and, and having a job which is kind of part of the course of this point. Well, I mean, to be able to, you know, like live up there, you have to work during the summer also. So, um, you know, some days I'm just like falling asleep at, at work because workouts are, are pretty challenging. But it's definitely a balance. And, and as a college football player, if you want to be successful, you have to learn how to balance. It's no different than going to workouts and then going to school. So. You're probably falling asleep because you are interning mortgages, Dante. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, but thanks, by the way, because you got me a house. So I appreciate that, actually. Hey, we don't talk about that. Uh, so you got no idea what you're doing in your week off that's coming up. We already talked about that. Do you have plans? You got this, like, last kind of space that's your own to do something before right. before they, things get going. Yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend and I are actually taking a trip, a week-long trip to uh, Banff and uh, Glacier. So it should be a lot of fun, kind of relax your mind, get that last week off before you really get your nose to the grindstone and, and your 24 hours a day football. So it'll be a, a good needed break, but as soon as, soon as August 4th hits, we're ready to roll. Now that's a real Montana vacation. Like where can you go that's maybe better? Banff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's good choice by you. Excellent. Oh, it wasn't me. It was all the girlfriend. <laughs> she takes care of all that stuff. She's too good to me. <laughs> I know you've been working down for Mike down there. I grew up right mm -hmm. next door to Mike, uh, so I know him really well. But uh, that's a place where you're going to see all sorts of people in Missoula all the time, guys that love the Grizz, guys that always want to talk about the Grizz. What's that experience been like, just kind of being in the, the center of the community as the quarterback and having, you know, the good old boys coming in there and eating the teriyaki and, and kind of just asking what's going on? Honestly, I don't even consider it a job at this point <laughs> right. just because so many uh, great Montana legends, coaches, players, everybody in the community, it's just the, the thing that makes Missoula so special and, and Montana football so special is, is really the people that are involved in it, the people that make up the whole organization and uh, especially the fans. So it's been awesome just meeting the amount of people that I do at the, at the job I work at and, and being able just to sit there and have a real conversation with them. It's not just 
uh, high and by. It's you know you get to know the people, you get to be real personal with the whole community, and that's what I love about it. Does it make you hate the fact that you're working mortgages? <laughs> hey. Do I, hate I mean, what? he's got a great oh. job, and you're over here. You can't stay awake. No, no, I, I got a good, good gig going. I'm learning a lot and, and stuff like that. But um. it's a joke, Dante. It's okay. <laughs> we'll edit this out. Okay. Okay. It's okay. He said, uh. <laughs> I love "You don't want to throw Opportunity yeah. Bank under the bus." I get it. Yeah, sure. I, I do have one football question for you guys. Just the way that. Last year went, you guys were in every game, and you had so many teams on the ropes. I know that, like Coach Doc said, you feel like you got let a couple get away. How do you harness that mentality and realize that it is maybe a lot about you guys and a lot about finishing, and, and is that a motivating factor just for you guys coming into this year? Absolutely. I think we, uh, as a team as a whole, made too many mistakes that, that cost us in those games. I mean, you look at uh, the, the point differential from when we're heading into the fourth quarter to the end of the game, it's obviously not pretty. And that's our main focal point is, is the finishing aspect and, and working every day to hone in on our craft to, to get those mistakes taken care of. Um, and that's for sure the biggest thing we need to focus on. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me like how my summer was or something, not a question like that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, No, it's uh, when it comes down to it, it's um, we – we guys, like the coaches can't do anything for, for us when we're on the field. They can't play for us, and when it, it, it comes down to the to the guys on the field, and um, it, it's a lot about you know learning from mistakes, learning why we didn't finish, and um, you know myself personally didn't you know we or as a defense we didn't make the stops that we need us to, to make, and um, we didn't um, get the, get them off the field when we didn't, and um, it, it just comes down to biting the bullet and and learning how to finish and 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 just no matter what giving all you can so well, one more question for you but you know last year you have you know obviously an outstanding season dante and now you get you know preseason defensive mvp <laughs> uh so congratulations on that but I know, you know, it's day in day out you just do what you do but is there a certain mentality where it's like last year you know you running the scheme doing the thing have a great year and maybe coming this year going I'm going to wreck some people. Like, do you have that aspect? That, is that different for you now coming into your senior year than it maybe was before? Um, I mean, obviously, like, like as, a, as a linebacker, I like to have a l little edge to me or whatever, but it, it comes down to, to, to confidence and stuff. And, and when I'm on the football field, I don't, I don't necessarily think, think like that. I just am, am taking it play by play. And, and just, it's just another football game. I, it's, uh, it, to, to me, I just, I just love playing a game of football. Whether whether you know the preseason player of the year or not, it's it just it's not you can't read too much into that. For, for me, I just I just love the game of football and you know I I, I take it play by play and and uh, really just enjoy myself out there. So yeah. And then Dalton, for you coming into your second year in the Big Sky, you had an outstanding season last year. You established yourself as a leader right away, but now generating from that year ago uh, uh, and and playing throughout the conference schedule and all that kind of stuff, is there is there an added element of, of I don't know if it confidence is really the word, I don't think that was ever lacking, but of, of sort of knowledge of what you're going into now that you've already done it for a year? Right, I think it's just building off of everything. There's no one specific category, but uh, definitely from a leadership uh, aspect is, is rallying everybody in a different way. Um, and really getting the best out of, of, out of everybody every day. Um, so I think that's probably the most challenging thing. There you go, Dalton Sneed.
and Dante Olson uh, from the University of Montana Grizzly football team. Uh, good of them to sit down with us, have a little bit of fun, and uh, and uh, and chat about a little bit of football there at the end. We snuck it in on them, you know, had to get back, <laughs> had to bring it full circle uh, back to the field. But, Coulter, you and I talked yesterday about the transfer that Montana has gotten now, an offensive lineman uh, coming from East Arizona Junior College, 6'4", 295-pound uh, kid who was recruited by uh, uh, a bunch of FCS schools and also West Virginia, a Power 5 school, obviously, uh, there in the Big 12. And so uh, uh, a guy at a position of need for the University of Montana. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, if Montana's, if Montana's stable at the offensive line, you know they are a team that is a is is a very dangerous team and has as good a look just about as anybody. You know when you talk about the Big Sky Conference and this a big boon to them. And you talk about these two guys and all of a sudden Montana, uh, you know has has reason to have maybe even more optimism and expectation coming into this year. Last year Montana's problem were problems were twofold. I think they had a, a deficiency at talent at some key positions, namely the the offensive and defensive fronts and the defensive secondary. And they also didn't have any depth at those spots or at linebacker or mostly at quarterback either and or really at running back. I mean, they didn't have a, and a lot of the running back stuff was uh, because of the transition of the program. No one really got the real story as to why Elijah Lee wasn't a contributor uh, at a level maybe people expected him to be last year. Obviously, the Jeremy Calhoun saga, well-documented. But I think last year, Montana, they had, they had some – talent holes at the wrong spots but then also when guys would get hurt or even just banged up in the midst of a game then the next guy up that was that was a not a good situation big drop off yeah i mean like when josh bust before jace lewis really hit his stride montana was basically rolling with three inside linebackers total and you know i I, guys like marcus wellnell i think will be good he'll be a good player but he just wasn't quite ready last year when you got to get when you get thrown into the game and you get outside a gap and elijah dotson scores a 77 yard touchdown well, you don't get to run it back. It's not practice. It, this is right. this is game time, you know. And it's just like when you know, if Justin Calhoun or Jarrett Darion Nash got gassed playing corner, you throw somebody in. I mean, they they just they're not ready. They they don't have the ability to perform at, at a Big Sky Conference level at that moment. And I think that hurt Montana as well. But with the transfers that Montana's brought in, uh, upgrading talent at a lot of spots, but also fortifying the depth. And then the, I think you also look at you know some of the other positions like linebacker like safety like d-line and you have guys that are really young guys that weren't available last year or that were not quite ready last year that are available this year and so i think that not only do you have more guys that are talented enough to play in games but you also have guys behind them that you don't worry about quite as much it's two tell nuanas one or two nine espn radio swx montana television and live on location today at katie o'keefe's come on down to katie o'keefe's and uh, we're going to here in about Five minutes from now, pick a name out of uh, the Katie O'Keefe's box, out of the Widmer Hefeweizen box for a pair of tickets to go to the Grizzly Oregon football game. You still got time. I said five minutes. I don't know, maybe seven, eight minutes. You're driving around town. Stop into Katie O'Keefe's. Put your name in the box. No better time than the present to see if you can't win a pair of tickets to what's going to be one of the great games of the year when you talk about venue and all that kind of stuff, an exciting uh, a place to be. So come down and uh, and hang out with us for a little while. Have yourself a Widmer Hefeweizen and, uh, and, and enter to win the tickets we'll pick them out right after this Coulter you and I both know being healthy is a very very important part of life am I right about that indeed guess it is well one of the things that makes me healthy think you as well fiber gotta have it you sure do man you need to eat your fruits and your veggies your bananas you got to get all that stuff in maybe even some bran plums 
All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. It's visualizecolors.com featuring professional PPG paints. Garden City Paint and Glass in Missoula, across from the Southside McDonald's at 3217 Brooks. To tell in Nuanes, listen to the podcast on the TuneIn Radio app or on iTunes, 1029ESPN.com. Time, the time has come. Somebody's going to Eugene. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from Katie O'Keefe's in the Stevens Shopping Center. Come on down, hang out, have a Widmer Hefeweizen, come see us. We'll even give you maybe a koozie, maybe a maybe a bag of coffee if you're really good to us. We're broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. They are having their 30th anniversary sale. That's right. They've been in business 30 years, and they're celebrating all month by offering 30% off. That's right, up to 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Okay, Coulter, the time has come. we got a group of people here at Katie O'Keefe's. Now, here's the deal. We understand it's still like, what is it, 450, 451? Yep. People, still, people are still trying to, you know, get off work and maybe, you know, drive around. So we're going to pull a name out here. We want you to be present to win. If we pull out a name of somebody who's here, that's great. If it's somebody who isn't here right now, we're going to give them about 20, 30 minutes or so to get on down here we'll and call claim the prize. Uh, and then if that if they if we haven't seen them by about 5:30, we'll heck we'll pull another name out. Okay, does that sound good? We'll that pull another good. name out. So let's uh, stick our name in the box. I don't know where Taylor. Hey, okay, we'll, we'll Coulter. Why don't you just go ahead and do it? You want to do it here? Okay, Taylor's coming over. Okay, Taylor's Taylor, Taylor runs KDO Keeps, man. This is this guy's got it sorted out here. All right. So, so we're saying this will be funny. If the guy who runs the bar draws his, his name pulls his own at name. That's his right. own bar. Okay, now I'm lifting Let's it up high. No, no looking in there now. Okay, he's putting his hand in here. Let's see what we got. All right, pulling it out, hosting us here at KDO Keeps. Who we got? Robert Bunting. Okay. Robert Bunting, uh, 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 Stevensville. Now the okay. question is, can okay. he get up here in time if he's not here? Well, maybe he's going. Maybe he comes here before he goes. Exactly, home something like that. So we'll uh, we'll take a look. Is Robert Bunting around? Robert Bunting. I don't see. I don't see anybody running up here doggedly after this. So we will uh, give him a call, and uh, and if he comes in and claims that, that's great. I'll stick these names right back over here where they're safe not to be messed with, and uh, we'll see if we can get him in here and our first pair of tickets going out the door. This is good, man. I'm liking this. We're, again, we're doing this all summer all over the city. 
Thursdays all summer long. We're going to be at various locations around town giving away tickets, thanks to Widmer Brothers, uh, to, uh, to the Grizzly Oregon Duck football game. Hey, hour one is in the books. Hour two coming at you straight ahead. Top of the hour, Sam Herder, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. He is a writer for uh, HeroSports.com. He is uh, he covers the FCS at a national level based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. But we sat down with him at the Big Sky Conference kickoff, a guy who's very, very knowledgeable about a ton of things. And if you're talking about a guy who understands the FCS at large, which a lot of people don't, and also the Big Sky Conferences, you know, place within the scope of the SCS and then the Montana and Montana State uh, uh, Grizzlies and Bobcats inside of that, uh, this is the guy to talk to. And he was very insightful. I thought really, really good. No doubt. And when when Hero Sports first started, I wondered how they were going to do it and I wondered how they were going to do. Because it's an enormous task. Huge. And, you know, the sports network formerly that's been turned into stats, they've covered the FCS on a national level, but they always covered kind of the cream of the crop in the FCS. Right. They didn't delve into the entire thing. And, you know, that's probably the smartest way to do it in terms of just having content that broadly people are going to want to read. I mean, a vast majority of FCS fans are fans of about 20 schools. Right, exactly. Because, of you know, you talk about the Cats and the Grizz and Jacksonville State and James Madison and formerly Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. You know, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, and some of those schools. But mostly, you know. NDSU it, might it, also North have Dakota, a following. All the yes. Dakota schools for sure. Uh, but. You know, there's not like a gigantic amount of fans from you know, some of the Ohio Valley and Southern teams and, and things like that. So I, I didn't think that was necessarily the wrong way to do it. But these guys have delved into the FCS full force. They're doing their three-a-day series, so they're doing uh, quick-hitting profiles on every single team in the FCS, all 126 of them. And uh, it's, a, it's a gigantic undertaking, uh, but they're doing a really good job. And I, I read all everything that they put out, and it's really informative and good and uh, concise and uh, – Sam's, Sam's a guy that, you know, he, he was in journalism school at North Dakota State when the Bison rose to prominence, and he kind of had a front-row seat to all the dominance that North Dakota State uh, was able to uh, form over this last decade. And I think that that gives him a unique perspective on analyzing the rest of the league, but, or the rest of the country, excuse me. But uh, the make no mistake, uh, he's not an NDSU homer. He, he, he has great respect for the Big Sky Conference, the rest of the Missouri Valley, and the FCS at large. So he's definitely a sharp kid, and he's doing good work. And this was an in- interesting conversation that we recorded at the Big Sky Conference kickoff earlier this week. Well, we'll take a, we'll take a quick break, uh, take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back. And on the other side, you'll hear from Sam Herter, our ESPN roundtable, right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 